You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20 Questions with JCN. I'm Jessica Cox and today I am being joined by the awesome Steph Geetys. I've known Steph for a while, mainly through social media, but we did have the pleasure of meeting earlier this year before everything went hectic and into lockdown. And she is absolutely fabulous. I saw her cook up a storm at a Cobram event in Melbourne. And a lot of you probably know her via her social. She's a really awesome nutritionist with uh, amazing level head in the space and an absolute talent for creating beautiful, delicious meals. So she speaks right to my heart when it comes to food. And as I said, I did know Steph, but I really got to know her better through 20 Questions, which is what I love about doing these interviews. You can find out more about Steph after the interview in the show notes. I've popped all of her details there. And you'll also hear us talk about Steph's uh, new diary, which is being released very, very soon. Um, I have a 2020 version, which is ridiculously covered in my scroll, but I've absolutely loved it. So now I've got the beautiful 2021 one ready to rumble and it's so pristine and lovely. I feel like I'm about to (laughs) completely demolish its beautiful clean pages, but hey, that's what a diary's for. But they're really beautiful diaries and we do talk about that at the end and Steph tells you all about it. But Let's get on with the show. It's a really, really fun interview and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Hey, Steph, thanks for joining me today for 20 Questions with JCN. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. I always enjoy doing these um, 20 question interviews and I never quite know which direction it's going to go. So I'm so curious to hear your answers today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's something a little bit different to the usual podcast. So it's great. For sure. So before we dive into the actual 20 questions, do you want to just let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and where you live as well? Sure. So yes, my name is Steph Geddes and I'm a registered nutritionist. Um, I specialize in the field of culinary nutrition. So basically a consultant to businesses, brands, um, work as an ambassador for a few companies. So lots in the kind of recipe development and foodie space. Um, I live in Melbourne. Um, I live here with my husband and my five-month-old and my Rottweiler puppy. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. Rockwaller puppy, how old? Yes, well, he's two now, so not quite a puppy, but um, he's 60 kilos and still thinks he's a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) How's he going with the new bubba? Yeah, no, really good. He's actually, he's super gentle and friendly and it's amazing. Like we pull the most crazy faces trying to get laughed out of Bo like all the time and it's always the dog. Whenever the dog's following him, he just cacks up in hysterics and just loves him. It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, I love it. 
Well, thanks for that little intro. That is awesome. Um, so we'll dive into our questions. Uh-huh. So our first section is actually all about influences, passions, um, and goals. So a, a bit of a collection. The first one in this section is what did you want to be when you grew up? So as a little one, what did you envisage you might be when you grew up to a grown up? I always thought um, physio was was what I wanted to do. I just, yeah, it always, um, you know, I was always interested in sports and stuff, but probably was never at the point where I thought I'd be a sports person as such. Um, But being in that field just with the physio and that side of it um, always interested me a lot, which was quite funny because as I sort of got older, it turned into more of an exercise physiology field. Um, and the only reason I got into nutrition was because when I was at uni doing exercise science, I had to fill in a couple of subjects um, with, you know, extra electives. And I was like, well, I guess nutrition, you know, it kind of fits in with exercise and just loved it. And then wow. it kind of just went from there. I sort of changed everything around to be more in the nutrition field than the exercise field. So That's interesting. Have you ever thought about going back and kind of amalgamating the two together or you just like obviously you've got so much on your plate with what you do anyway but is there, is there a little bit of it that's still there as a spark yeah or? look you know what what actually threw me off it a little bit was in year 10 when I did work experience I went to Richmond footy club and did um, experience there as a physio and the physios there just didn't sell it to me ah. <laughs> they were sort of like oh you know like you got to have really good hands to do this job and like, you know, talking about getting arthritis all the time. And they're like, oh, oh it's the same thing day in and day out. And I was sort of like, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe this isn't what I want to do then. So that's where it kind of then expanded to, okay, well, maybe exercise science is a bit more broad and mm-hmm. that way I can kind of have a few different options. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, look, I probably, I don't think I would ever go back and do that, but I'm still kind of involved in the exercise space mm-hmm. um, as such because my husband and I also own a gym. Um, so he runs that day to day. I don't do much there anymore, but I still sort of have my foot in the door there with the kind of exercise stuff Mm. as well. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Interesting. So number two, what are you passionate about? Which I know is such a big question because we all have so many different passions, but is there anything that really comes to mind when you think about your driving passions? Look, I think um you know obviously food like food is just a huge passion for me and I think that's why you know you can do so well in your job when you are so passionate about it genuinely Mm. you know it's not just something that you're doing for the sake of a career or the sake of income it's it's actually what you love and what you're all about so definitely food and I think as well just you know these days I'm really passionate about trying to create the lifestyle that that you want you know, I just think so many people, are, you know, and there's definitely going to be times when maybe you are in a nine to five job and that's just what suits you. Um, but it's been so long since I've had a nine to five job. And now having a baby, I just recognize so much having that flexibility mm. of, you know, working for yourself and being able to go, you know what? next Thursday and Friday I'm going to take it off and we're going to go on a road trip as a family Mm -hmm. or you know this day I'm only going to work a half day because I want to spend the morning with my son or I want to take the dog for a walk or Mm -hmm. you know just having that flexibility and really thinking about you know sometimes that means I'm turning away work which sounds crazy (laughs) but you know you really do I think just have to think about what you want as a family and what kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. you want to have and kind of work the rest around that. 
Yeah, no, that's so admirable. Do you do you um find that you're quite good at that at this point, or is it still something that you find yourself struggling with? Because obviously, I can resonate with that as someone that works from home a lot and juggling business. Like, do you find it's something you're yeah. continually working on? Yeah, look, it's always going to be a work in progress. I think, um, you know, you, especially when you work for yourself, it's so hard to actually switch off, and you know, it's all good for me to say oh yeah I'll take next Thursday and Friday off but then things pop up and you go oh no maybe just a half a day and then it turns into a full day and so you really do have to set those boundaries you know and make sure that you are you know getting that balance right but I think as well a lot of people now probably realize the same thing that since they've been working from home that allows them a lot more flexibility as well mm-hmm. I've always worked from home so you know I've always loved that but now with COVID a lot more people are and they're probably going you know what, saving that, perhaps it's two hours in the car, that commute to and from work, I can get so much done in that time or it's time mm-hmm. I can have with my kids or my family or I can actually cook dinner or make breakfast. And, mm. you know, I really think people are going to be reconsidering what their whole work-life balance sort of looks like and the, those arrangements as well sort of going forward after this pandemic. Mm. I so agree. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how people adjust and businesses adjust too Mm -hmm. um but then there's that flip side too as you're saying of those extra hours that you gain and then do people use them in a positive way or just cram more (laughs) of their work day into those days yeah yeah, yeah. you're so right there it's going to be interesting um and just while we're still on this question i'm just again curious with food being your huge passion of course as you mentioned first does that come from somewhere like is it just something that you've always innately had or is it something that came with growing up and influence yeah do you know what it's interesting because I actually had real no food influence like growing up like Mm. you know it wasn't like my family was into growing their own food or we lived on a farm or even I didn't have a grandma that was super interested in food or anything like that I obviously I just always loved food in terms of you know cooking eating food but I would never say that I was like a foodie in terms of you know my when I was growing up, if my parents were going out for dinner and they'd say to my brothers, oh, Steph's cooking tonight, they'd be like, oh, God, like, we'll get takeaway. Thanks. <laughs> you know, like, I was never an amazing cook or anything like that, but I loved to get in the kitchen and give it a go. And I think once I combined it with the nutrition knowledge, I just became so much more interested in food. And that really kind of catapulted it. I was just like, oh, like, you always thought and people always think that eating healthy is like chicken and broccoli for dinner and a mm. tuna salad for lunch and you know it's no wonder that people can't stick to eating healthy when that's all they're doing it's so boring <laughs> so when I started to really explore that field of like recipe creation and it really started when I was doing one-on-one consulting and you know with the clients I was seeing I would write recipes for them so if mm. they had like I'd say to them what are your top three recipes that your family loves to eat but you know probably aren't the healthiest meal and they'd give it to me and then I'd you know recreate the recipe to a healthy version and Mm. give it back to them and that's sort of where it started and then you know it sort of turned into writing recipes for cafe menus and that sort of stuff so I think it just stemmed from studying nutrition in general because yeah there definitely wasn't a huge like my mum loves to cook and she's a great cook and she loves entertaining but I wouldn't say it was something that was necessarily ingrained for me from Mm. like a really young age. Wow, I find that fascinating as, mm. um, as obviously someone with a similar passion. It's really interesting how the, if it, yeah, it kind of grew out of your passion for nutrition. And it's something that like, obviously I love about what you do is, yeah, you take healthy eating and nutrition 
but then it's like okay how do we make this delicious let's show people how healthy eating is delicious it's not just boring chicken and broccoli yeah but it's just yeah it's actually kind of birthed itself from your nutrition passion whereas often you'll sort of see it twist or not so much twisted but it'll often kind of grow from the other way um, yes. so I yep. think that's really cool yeah and I think as well that it's just like the more that I've learned about food you know now I'm really passionate about not just the food in general but the whole process from okay well where does this food come from how is mm. it grown who were those farmers what's their family like you know like learning the whole background to food whereas growing up that was never really something that was on my mind so mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole too. I could go down yeah. with you. And it's like, then you're just like, okay, where do I draw the line? Like sometimes yeah. it's just like... Yeah, well, I feel like we could talk about that for a whole podcast. I know, right? Yeah. So question number three is to who is someone that's had a defining impact on your life? This was a really hard question. And I think probably because as I just said, like there wasn't necessarily someone who was essentially a food influence for me growing up, but in terms of just an influence overall, definitely my mum, I'm very close with mum and, you know, she's just got so much patience and she's the most kind person and just always putting other people before her. And like, there was never a situation where anything was too much for her, you know, like sometimes I feel like I'm just the most batshit crazy person and I'm like all these thoughts in my head and I'm freaking out here and here and she's always like well you definitely get that from your father (laughs) because she's always so composed and you know just so um together all the time and I just think wow like I need to learn a lot more from that (laughs) um but definitely mum and then I think in terms of like a food influence um Jamie Oliver like who doesn't love Jamie Oliver you know from that was when I first started getting into cooking and watching all his shows and you know, I've got every one of his books and still to this this day, if there's an episode of Jamie Oliver on, I'm like, put that in the calendar. I don't want to miss that. <laughs> you know, I just love watching him and, and his passion for food and how simple he makes it as well. And I really mm. aspire to kind of get the message across like he does. I think he's brilliant at it. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. He is just next level inspiring in that capacity. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, your mum sounds like we need to bottle what she has and sell it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get enough of those jeans. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying what, some of what she has. Yeah. <laughs> <from> there. <laughs> so question number four, what is something that you're really good at that most people wouldn't know about you? Hmm. I'm actually going to say table tennis. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm quite good at table tennis. And the only reason that I say that I'm quite good is because my husband struggles to beat me. (laughs) We have some pretty epic battles, I must say. Every time we go on holidays, we always, like, find a table and make sure we have a game. Um, And I'd say that I'm probably winning on the tally board for that one. (laughs) That's fantastic. We grew up with a table tennis table in our house. And so I've got two brothers and it was just on. Like every afternoon after school, it was like battle of the table tennis. Just yeah. So I think I uh, learned some skills from there and I've just kind of tried to keep them up as much as I can. (laughs) So you guys don't have a, a table at your actual home. It's something you do when you find one. Yeah, yep, yep. So it's always when we're on holidays or something like that. So, yeah, unfortunately don't have room for it in the house at the moment, but maybe one day. <laughs> Although I don't want I don't want my husband to work on his skills too much. Yeah, so. true, true. You can't have that. 
I, yeah. I must I haven't thought about playing table tennis in a long time, but I did used to enjoy it. But I always found I used to say the same with tennis that the um I felt the table was too short. It's like a tennis court. <laughs> I'm like it's too small because I just always hit everything out. Yeah, just <laughs> a would, little bit too long. <laughs> you would smash me in seconds. I just know it. <laughs> and number five, which is the last one in this section. What is something that you have never been able to do well? So sort of the opposite of the mm. question before. I've got two here. One is a food one and that's toasting almonds. <laughs> I burn them all the time. <laughs> no matter how much. It's, it's, I think it's because I'm trying to do too many mm. things at once. So when you put them on, you think, oh, yeah, I've just got a second to go do this. And then next second I'm like, what's burning? And I'm like, oh, oh again. <laughs> Every time. I, like, purposely leave them off recipes now because I'm like, I just know I'm going to waste them and burn <laughs> And the other one I would say is you definitely don't want me on your trivia team. Shocking at trivia. (laughs) Things like, and particularly like pop culture. Yeah. I just have no idea. Like, I don't read the magazines. I barely even watch the news. It wasn't that long ago that my friends actually sat me down and talked me through the Kardashians (laughs) and who's who and who's related to who and what because I just had no idea. (laughs) I love they had to sit you down. I know. They're like, Steph, this is not okay. You can't be this age and not know what the deal is. all right, give it to me. <laughs> hey, with the almonds, do you put a timer on? Are you? Do you no, you don't. See, that's what I should do. Yeah, I should definitely set a timer because I'm always just quick throw them on, do this, do that, and then. Because in your gone. head, you're like, oh, I'll remember. But yeah. I even yeah. say that because I'm hopeless at this too, where I set a timer, but then the timer goes off, and because you're trying to do ten things at once, I'm just like, oh, I'll just hit that to stop that timer for a second clock it in my head I'll go do that in a second and then 10 minutes later you're like what's that smell (laughs) so maybe I don't need to bother with the timer then maybe it doesn't work (laughs) it's like it work. it definitely helps but yeah oh I hear you on that one (laughs) so funny and actually that's something I learned from my mum because my mum always did the same thing at home as well (laughs) is burning them yeah burn the almonds all the time (laughs) Excellent. All right. So we're going to move on to our food questions. Mm -hmm. So number six is a biggie. How has food shaped your life? Oh, I feel like this is a really loaded question. It is, isn't it? (laughs) Depending on who you are, it's one of those ones too that can be Yeah. I mean, well, when I look at food, like that is essentially what's enabled me to be where I am right Mm. now, you know, like have the job that I have, have the career that I have, you know, be able to own my own business. Um, some incredible opportunities have come my way through nutrition and food. And I think as much as I loved food when I was younger, there definitely wasn't as much appreciation of, of food. It was more just a eat to fuel yourself. You know, when I was younger, I was very sporty. So it was literally like I could eat whatever I want. And as much as I loved food, it was just eat to fuel yourself basically. Mm. And then yeah, as I started to study, you know, you also go through the times of like trying all the diets and seeing if this works and what does this do and all of that until I ve- I think eventually once you've kind of gone through all those avenues and then you realize that 
none of that is actually going to work and it really is just about you appreciating the food more you know like what does that food do for your body instead of always looking at it okay is this food either going to make me lose weight or gain weight actually there is so much more about Mm -hmm. food that you Mm -hmm. need to consider and you know as I said just appreciating that whole food system from thinking about where does your food come from who prepared it for you who are you enjoying it with you know all that sort of stuff it's just yeah, it's really come a long way in terms of my whole philosophy and, and appreciation of food, I think. Mm, yeah, so true, so true. And even as you said, like that, just explaining there, that growth pattern through it, but even with where you're at now, I, I literally, before we went into lockdown, that trip that I did into Melbourne, which is where I saw mm. you do your food presentation for Cobram, you know, yeah. I just kind of think of that and that whole uh, environment and space of creating beautiful food and sharing food in a um, delicious way, but also in an educational way and getting people excited about, as you were just saying, like all those added factors on top of just, you know, will this be, will this make me skinny? Will this make me fat? Those yeah, sort of yeah, concepts yeah. that often run through particularly women's minds when they're younger but it's kind of like this whole new exploration of like all of these beautiful additional components that food can bring so yeah it's really really cool yeah absolutely and even now you know because I love to cook so much myself um you know that's really made us like a an entertaining household essentially Mm -hmm. like we love having people over and cooking for them and you know, even my husband gets involved and he like, he's actually quite a good cook, but he's just never home to cook. <laughs> um, but, you know, when he gets the opportunity, we love cooking together and he's in charge of the barbie and I'll be doing the salads. And, you know, so it really has shaped my life in that way as well in terms of, you know, socially how we're having people over. And, you know, if we're ever going anywhere, of course, everyone's always like, Steph, you're the salad queen, you're on salad duty. <laughs> I've always got to take the salad. And I, and I love that. Like I love preparing food for other people. And, yeah, so I think food has had a very big impact on my life yeah for sure okay we've got a couple of our super rapid fire questions coming up so number seven saturday afternoon it's 4 p.m are you a cup of herbal tea a hot milk drink or a glass of wine herbal tea all the way oh that was a quick and strong response (laughs) yeah 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 look uh back in the day maybe I would have been a wine person and on the right day perhaps a wine person um but I drink like copious amounts of herbal tea it's just my thing I've just my husband hates it because I've got mugs everywhere all over the house he's like if you have any more mugs that I have to put in the dishwasher (laughs) Um, and these days as well having a baby and all mums will say this but they're all half drunk yeah so I used to sit down and really enjoy a cup of tea and like finish the whole thing and now it's like okay I'll have a few sips I'll get to that later and then that one's cold so I'll get another one (laughs) but yeah I'm definitely a herbal tea kind of girl do you have a favorite oh at the moment I'm actually loving a peppermint and licorice combo really really good yeah yeah but in general I kind of mix it up throughout the day like I'll have a green in the morning but chamomile at night before I go to bed and then after a meal it's more like a peppermint Mm. so just yeah mixing it up yeah all of those digestives I wish I could love chamomile I want to love it but I just I just can't come to the chamomile party wow (laughs) interesting I know what those I love those fresher flavors i 
I feel like chamomile and some of those ones have got like more of a florally flavor. Yeah, like I don't hate it, yeah. but I'm not like, mmm, chamomile tea, come at me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I hate? Any herbal tea that's got fennel in it. Yeah, that's pretty offensive. Oh, yeah, it's just so <laughs> strong, you know, but like people, I don't know, for some reason they think that it's going to be liked by a lot of people. And I'm like, no, you've just ruined that tea with fennel. <laughs> okay so number eight what's your execution meal now let me explain because some people get this one mixed up i mean not what are you good at executing in the kitchen but literally you're on death row you're about to be executed what is your last meal your last request that you would eat wow um it's definitely seafood seafood of some sort like i'm thinking an entree of oysters (laughs) <laughs> and then a main meal probably of oh I'd probably have to go salmon or barramundi mm. um and just all the fresh veggies like you know all your Mediterranean grilled veggies with mm. you know your salsa verde and even hummus mm. eggplant dip all oh, that sort of stuff yum. going on and you know what I dessert I actually and this is going to sound really lame but my two pieces of 90% dark chocolate that I have every night is just enough for me (laughs) that's all I'd be happy with after a big meal like that oh my god I feel like our palates are in sync (laughs) (laughs) yes you're a 90% fan too aren't you yeah I sure am and all those beautiful Mediterranean foods you just said to I'm just like oh drool (laughs) yeah those good oh when I was in Spain I had the most incredible and it was that but it was like salmon that was like really thinly sliced um and marinated and then just all the grilled veggies that you can Mm. think of and oh it was incredible (laughs) Aren't they amazing? Just so, just grilled, just simply grilled and the olive oil and just a little bit of seasoning. Yes. And I think it just comes down to their produce. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just incredible and it's freshly picked and it's mm-hmm. local and it's just, yeah, there's nothing that compares. No, absolutely not. There's a, a lady, we, with friends of ours now in Italy that they're pretty much, I would say like 95% self-sufficient and mm. I swear that I've had the best food of my life from that house and it's literally just what they're picking from their garden and putting on the plate that night and yeah. if there is a, a meat it's something that they've killed themselves that they've created into some sort of I don't know like speck or yeah. whatever they've made from like it's just and it's so you <laughs> I remember the first time I had her food and I'd be sitting at the table every night going what is this? Like, what have you put in this? Thinking there just must be some secret. And she'd just say, it'd be like four ingredients. It's just literally what I could see. I'm like, I just was like blown away by the intensity of these flavors. But as you say, it's like the best produce, their own olive oil, like their own um, vinegar, like everything was made by them. Yeah, it's amazing. Actually, I remember watching your trip when you guys were over and I was so jealous. And I remember saying to myself, I'm going to get all the tips from Jess when I'm going to do a trip over there. And now I'm devil. It's probably going to be years before I get over there. But anyway, yeah. I hope you've written them all down because one oh, day I'm going to come knocking on your door <laughs> saying like, remember that lady, Jess, that you had all that amazing food from? I need to go visit her. Oh, anytime. You won't shut me up. You'll be like backing away out the door going, I've got enough. I've got enough. Stop talking. <laughs> So number nine, if you had to choose Wagyu, truffle or lobster? Oh, I'm going to go lobster. 
thought you might after mm, your love yeah. of seafood. Or truffle. Declared. The wagyu mm. doesn't interest me, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably lobster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would yours be for that? I'm interested to know. Truffle. Have you done one of these recordings yourself? No, I haven't. I Someone haven't. needs to ask you the question. <laughs> I've been thinking about I was going to get my husband to do it, but I just think that we'd end up in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be interesting on its own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more reckon... listeners, maybe, if that happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I find it hard to go past truffle, to be honest. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, number 10, in a similar sort of flavour, um, sweet, savoury, bitter or umami. Do you have a favourite out of those flavour palettes? Umami. Mm. All the way. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, that. That earthiness and yes. just, yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Number 11, if I'm not actually sure if you have any of um, any dietary restrictions, but this question revolves around that space. So if until this point in your life you had no dietary restrictions, which you very much may not have any, However, then you were told you're intolerant to either gluten or dairy or eggs. Which would you choose? So there was one of them you just had to go, oh, got to say goodbye to you. Is there one you'd feel more comfortable? It's such a shitty question. (laughs) It's a kind of interesting one. I think I'd be deviled any of them. But um, (laughs) probably, I think I'd have to say goodbye to gluten. Mm -hmm. Um. Definitely not eggs. Couldn't say goodbye to them. And even though I, I don't actually have, like, I don't drink dairy milk or anything like that, but, like, I love my kefir and my yogurt mm-hmm. and a bit of feta. Yeah, I think it'd have to be gluten because I feel like there's a lot of different options for mm-hmm. that now. Agree. You, know, you can get a really good gluten-free bread. You can get all your other grains that are naturally gluten-free, but a substitute for dairy and eggs probably doesn't quite cut it. So true. And particularly when you're a, a cook, like, you you can kind of works quite easily around gluten alternatives whether it's as you said mm. just grains or if it's even with baking just using different flours there's there's yeah. a lot yeah. of different variations and particularly the big one as you also highlighted is bread down here in melbourne <laughs> there yeah. is so many even bought options whereas in Brisbane, ugh, oh my god, it was a struggle. Oh, it was city. hard to source, was it? There's a few. There's well, there's one. There's actually a cafe in Brisbane. Um, it's been rolling for a couple of years now called Nodo, and they started out just as gluten-free donuts. That's literally yeah, all I she did. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've gone gangbusters, and they now are the point that they do their own bread. And I would say um, it's probably the best that you can buy in Brisbane as far as like locally made. Like it feels like you're kind of cutting into a good sourdough. Whereas there's maybe one other bakery, I won't sort of name because I'm not saying the nicest things. They're okay, but it's kind of like that sort of brick bread that you need to toast. You can't really make a sandwich with it. So they're a little bit behind as far as what you can get down here in Melbourne and Victoria. Yeah, there's lots of different options now. And I find even particularly like if you go to a cafe, mm. um, generally they're, they're getting in the good quality stuff as well. So yeah. you're not, you know, getting served that cardboard bread anymore. Yes. It's like proper, you know, it feels like a proper sourdough. Yeah, so. yeah, so true. It's so important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so number 12, what's something that your parents cooked when you were a child that you didn't like? and you still don't like to this day, 
or conversely something that you actually like now so you might have two answers to that or or just mm. one but what comes definitely to meatloaf Really? My mom used to make meatloaf and I still look at it. Even if I look at it in the most like beautiful recipe book where it's like styled beautifully with all these salads and I'm still looking at that and I'm just like, oh God, no way. Like this can't do it. <laughs> and the visions I have of it is like it being covered in tomato sauce oh, yeah. because like you got to like cover up all those meat flavors and yeah like I obviously I'm I'm not a huge meat eater I do eat meat but it's not my favorite thing so yeah. a meatloaf for me is just yeah no thanks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's hilarious and then I I can't really think of one that I didn't like I actually I, I went off spaghetti bolognese when I was younger and I think oh. it was purely just in protest because we had it so much <laughs> which is that's definitely something I enjoy now <laughs> but yeah definitely yep, definitely a meatloaf <laughs> so there's a lot of like meaty mincy recipes mm, which is so yeah. common with um sort of parents <laughs> around yeah. that sort of I, I think of my parents kind of through that um, 80s yeah so late 70s and particularly through the 80s there was a lot of those types of meals. A lot of oh, mi- microwave stuff, like when the microwave came in. Um, yeah. My yeah. mum Actually, went you know, nuts. I was chatting with my brothers the other week and another random one which mum used to make was chop suey. Oh, yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. It's like cabbage and mint. And I'm like, who decided that is a good meal? Cabbage and mint <laughs> of all things. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> you've almost answered some of these next questions which is going to be interesting to see if it's the same but number 13 is what food combination do you want to ban if there's something you'd be like no the, the thing that i want to ban is chocolate and orange i'm what? not yeah i'm what? not about it really I i've never been a big orange fan no. like i would eat an orange on a stone or I'd probably juice it and like yeah. use it in cooking and stuff and I don't mind that but chocolate and orange it just doesn't work for me I don't know I just hate it like that classic Jaffa flavor yes like the Jaffa I'm just like nah never touch it no thanks <laughs> you would not like my carob Jaffa protein balls on the website at all <laughs> oh yeah no, I'll probably leave that one no offense yeah, exactly <laughs> But do you know what is another one which I need to ban from my own kitchen, which is not something I eat, but it's something my husband eats and I catch him eating it and I'm like, don't ever do that in my kitchen. Peanut butter and tomato sauce. He eats what? that on bread. Oh my. I'm not kidding. Whoa. <laughs> no. That is random. I wonder if it's because it's almost like it's... satay-ish, but that is, oh. Yeah, no, awful disgusting so just... I, I remember i took a photo once and i put it on my instagram stories and i was like can you believe this is happening in my kitchen right now and it almost blew up my instagram everyone was like what is this oh my god all these vomit emojis like <laughs> oh it was so funny oh that is the, yeah that is next level <laughs> yeah that actually just reminded me of when i a few weeks ago maybe it was longer my husband had been sick I don't know what it was but he just started eating again proper meals proper in inverted commas and he found out in the pantry a can of 
baked beans with those mini sausages in them. Oh, oh, and he, oh my God. And he got that out and heated up and started eating it. And I did the same thing. I put it on Instagram and the amount of vomit emojis that yeah. came back. People are almost offended by it, aren't they? Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> now, the last one in this section is uh, opposite to the last. What food combination do you want to enforce? So something you're just like, people, you need to try this. Mm. Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, and this is probably not that um, weird, but any kind of stone fruit and fresh herb, Mm. like mango and basil or, um, you know, peaches and thyme, like just love the stone fruit and the fresh herbs. And I think people always just use stone fruit like in a sweet way, mm. um, but forget, you know, you can add it to salads and you can make a little salsa out of it to go on something savory. And I just think they're the best combos. That is such a good one. And it, yeah. you know what it sounds, yeah, it's one of those things that you think of that is like an everyday thing because that's what you do and similar in how I would use fruit. But I, yeah, I'm sure you see it with people you work with and I see in clinic all the time. People do not think about using fruit in that way and it is a yeah. game changer using fruit in a seasonal way with herbs and, and then even in salads, right? Like just yeah. throwing oh. some chopped up stone fruit through a salad with some fresh herbs and... Yeah, yeah. Oh. One of my favourite combos ever is like grilled peaches mm-hmm. with thyme, a bit of goat's cheese and a little drizzle of honey. Yeah, oh, It's just so good. Oh, that sounds so delicious. Yeah. I'm crushing hard at the moment because we're just around this area. This, this, they've finished up now, but there was a lot of free citrus just out. Yeah. Um, so there was heaps of grapefruit and lots of pink ones. So I was doing just a salad with whatever greens out of the garden cut up grapefruit, avocado, and heaps of fresh mint, and then maybe some mm. pine nuts. Oh, it was so Yum. good. <laughs> oh, delicious. I actually do. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've seen that you've cooked something, like on Instagram or whatever, and like literally a week or two before, I'll be like, I almost cooked that exact, like not the exact meal, but all those flavor combos wow. together. And like I almost did the exact that last week. I think I messaged you that one saying, "Yes, it's in my diary or whatever." It was like your uh, beetroot That's tart or right. something. It was, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've got some sort of voodoo channel thing happening mm, here. <laughs> so, <yep. laughs> so we're going to move on to the last section, which is the lifestyle area. So number fifteen is how important is fitness to you? Oh, this is a good one. And like, it's so important to me. And it's something I've, you know, I've always exercised a lot. I was very into sport when I was younger. Um, and then it kind of moved more into like, I suppose, gym as opposed to sport. Um, and obviously, my husband and I, we own a gym. Mm-hmm. So still very into exercise. And I'm really noticing it at the moment because, you know, my, my plate is so full at the moment. I've decided to go back to work fairly early after having a baby. And so now my days are just taken up with, you know, mum and work and that's pretty mm. much all I can fit in and I'm definitely not exercising as much as I'd like to be and, gosh, I'm noticing it so much. Mm. Um, I just, I'm craving to get back into that routine. 
Um, but, you know, it's just a bit of a juggle now. Our gym was obviously closed for a very long time yeah. with COVID. Um, so now my husband's gone back to work and he's obviously working a lot trying to get that back up and running. So getting time to myself to actually exercise isn't really happening at the moment. Um, but I'm planning to take a bit of a break in January and definitely a priority for me next year is to get more into that exercise routine. And just for me, it's just that, that mental, mm, you know, release. Like sure. I just, yeah, I just need to get out there and sweating. And I remember when I went for my first run after having a baby and I actually worked up a sweat and I was like, gosh, I haven't done this in so long because, you know, you've got nine months of being pregnant and then, mm. you know, at least a few months before you're ready to get back running and, oh, it just felt so good to be puffing and sweating again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. usually this is what people hate about exercise, but <laughs> this is, you know, the best thing about it. It's just for my mental health, it's just yeah. so important. So true. I tell you what too, I, I, yeah, I resonate with all of that, but particularly through COVID and um, just being so housebound and having having that ability to just get out of the house at least for that hour just to do some form of exercise or movement like Jesus highlighted the mental health side like as if now I already knew that was such an important aspect of just having movement but it was tenfold through the last sort of five or six months just mm, yeah, yeah it's a biggie yeah and I think as well once now that we do have that you know that freedom back like people are so much more appreciative of having that you know just that being able to go outside and just exercise and yeah I I feel like there's never been more runners you know in the world ever but particularly because you didn't have to wear your mask when you were running so my husband's like okay but what if I just run everywhere like what if I run (laughs) from the cafe to the shops and like I'm like okay then you don't have to wear your mask sure just order your coffee and like literally run to the (laughs) drop off your money your money at the counter keep running or just like run on the spot (laughs) yeah yeah exactly or just I said to him or just carry a coffee cup around with you everywhere because if you're drinking you don't have to wear it either (laughs) have it glued to your hand everywhere you go (laughs) so true (laughs) these are the things we think of I know so number 16 uh, long weekend at Gwingana Lifestyle Resort or a long weekend with the girlfriends at the beach? What's your sort of go-to there? Oh, wow. That's a really hard one. It is, isn't it? It's so situational too, probably. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I'd probably usually say a weekend away with my girlfriends, mm-hmm. but I feel like at the moment... I do very well from a, a long weekend at Crinkle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just to be able to have some uninterrupted sleep would be uh, quite nice. But yeah, yeah, I think I'd in most cases I'd probably go a weekend away with my girlfriend. Yeah, I totally get the swing there though at the moment to yeah. Ghana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number seventeen. Would you rather get up early or stay up late? Get up early. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, definitely all the time. <laughs> 18, would you rather, this is a random one, but would you rather not brush your teeth for a week or not shower for a week? Oh, gosh. I think I wouldn't shower. This seems to be the general <laughs> consensus. I'm just thinking, like, I could use, like, you know, wipes and stuff, dry shampoo in my hair, like, that's fine. But brushing your teeth, like, mm. you just feel so gross when you go out and you haven't brushed your teeth. That's always my one thing before I leave the house mm. or before I exercise as well. I'm oh, really? 
week. Yeah, I think because like it makes me feel fresh and like I'm ready to get out there and <laughs> take it on. Um, yeah, I don't think I can go a week without brushing my teeth. You know, it's funny, your your answer reminds me of a, someone else I spoke to with that she's got more of a toddler, but just the mind frame of thinking about all of the accessible things you have for cleaning your body, yeah. <laughs> like the wipes yeah, all and the all the baby bits. wipes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so true. <laughs> Um, and you know what being a new mum you're used to not showering anyway yeah (laughs) we sometimes unfortunately do go days without a shower (laughs) (laughs) so number 19 what is most possibly the most annoying thing ever is there anything that drives you nuts besides Mm. peanut butter and tomatoes (laughs) yeah so I've, I've got two here one is just like more of a general one's very specific to being in lockdown uh, the first one is people who are always late. Mm. Absolutely does my head in. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how is how do you not have enough respect for my time that you can always be late, like every time? <laughs> that just really grinds my gears. But my lockdown one, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anyone else has had this issue, but Kmart ordering online. You can pick everything you want from the Kmart site. So you go, yep, yep, I want this, 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 and this. Awesome. It lets you add it to your bag. Then you go to check out and it says you can't check out because you've got to remove all these items that aren't available online. What? So you spend all this time (laughs) filling your basket with all these things you need and you go to check out and it's like, nope, sorry, delete 60% of those because they're actually not available. That is not on Kmart. It's the worst design system I've ever seen. And I think it's happened to me five times. And my husband's like, enough Kmart. <laughs> He's like, no more Kmart, yeah, no more Kmart orders. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah, is so They really need on. it. They need to up their game. Particularly in lockdown. I feel like so many people yeah. are ordering from Kmart in lockdown. Wow, I hope someone's listening from Kmart. Yes, this gets yeah. passed on. <laughs> I hope so. We have a supplement company, and I won't say their name just in case because I know some people who work for them will listen. <laughs> but they drive me crazy for a similar thing in that you do like this full-on order and you're like, yep, we're covered. We've got everything we need here. And then it turns up. And the invoice inside has just got all of the stuff that's unavailable, mm. just marked as zero on back they order. Do. Yes, what? they do that all the time. And they're just like, wasn't available. And I'm like, well, how about telling me so I could have ordered something yes. else, you know, or a replacement or yeah. that is, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, not on. Not on, people. No. <laughs> <laughs> and last question, if you could write a new law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? Oh, I, I like this is pretty lame, but I think I'm going to say that you have to smile at everyone you pass. Oh, I like it. Like, I just think, you know, it's not that hard to give someone a smile. And I always try and make an effort to smile mm-hmm. at people. And I think I've become particularly good at smiling with my eyes since, since the masks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because even when I walk past someone who's got our masks on, I always try and make it obvious that I'm smiling. And I, cause I just think when people do that to me, it always mm. like brightens up my day and mm-hmm. I'm like, that person has no idea who I am or what's going on in my life and they don't know that that little smile could have just completely turned my day around. Yeah. You know? So I think 
if people could just give a little smile to everyone, the world would be a much happier place. Oh, so true. And so true about COVID with masks. It's like you've had mm. to smile harder to make your eyes crinkle. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because actually in our, um, like our mother's group when you're doing it, they actually did a bit of a session about how your baby can realise that you're smiling when you have your mask on. Wow. And it was all about like connecting with them through your eyes and, you know, there's other expressions on your face that they can pick up on to know that you're smiling and stuff, which is like bizarre. Um, But it was really incredible to hear because, you know, you did feel bad and I would try as much as, you know, I was directly in front of my babe to take it off. Mm. Um, But, yeah, you did sort of think, gosh, I mean, the COVID babies are not going to know any different now. But you think (laughs) for those babies that were, you know, just that bit before before COVID and then all of a sudden everyone's wearing these masks. It would have been so weird. So true. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, good answer. Something seems small but actually huge. Like, could you yeah, imagine? Yeah, I mean, and it costs you nothing. No, exactly. It costs, it's free. It costs nothing to smile <laughs> at someone. So, yeah. <laughs> More smiles, people, please. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much. God, I enjoyed all those answers. They were fantastic. <laughs> do, you want to, um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you if sure. they're looking so, for you? Most of uh, my activity, I would say, is over on Instagram. So it's nutritionist underscore Steph Geddes. Um, and my website as well is bodygoodfood.com.au. Awesome. And you've got your diary coming out in 2021, the, the yes, next instalment. Yes. So, yeah, stock is arriving literally any day now. Um, but, yeah, the 2021 diary is – it's kind of a mix of all the different diaries that I loved and I wanted just one version of them all. So it's got, like, seasonal produce lists for every month and then it's got recipes using that seasonal produce. It's a week's review diary. It's got reminders for your health checks, so things like reminding you on the first of every month to check your breasts and every three months to check your skin – um, there's a health tip every week that's just like little tidbits of nutrition information. There's reflection where you can do like what made you happy this week, what are you grateful for this week, it tracks the moon cycle. It's just, it's got so much. It's just, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love it too. I've actually got, it's a shame people can't see, but I've got mine here from this year. I'll hold it up so you can see it. Can you yeah. see? Oh, look how full it is. I love it. It is a mess. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I've used it so much, but it's it was so pristine to start with. But I guess it's kind of like a recipe book, right? Like when a recipe book's just absolutely covered with yeah. stains and everything. You're like, yeah, it's been well used. <laughs> I know, and I love that. And I like to think of them as well as, you know, a bit of a keepsake item. Like it's uh-huh. got the recipes in there. So, you know, just stack them on your bookshelf each year and you can kind of see how the years have progressed. And even looking back, you know, at some of the times, I think for a lot of people too, when they get in a bit of a funk and it's like, oh, I feel like I've lost some of my really good habits. What was I doing when I was, you know, feeling at my best? And then flicking through, you know, back through the years of when Mm -hmm. were you feeling your best? True. What was your lifestyle like then? What were you eating? What was your exercise? What were you doing? And you know, were you doing your gratitude and your happiness reflections and all of that? Yeah. So I think it can be a really nice sort of keepsake item as well. 
Is it available on the website now? Like if people want one? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. can. So yeah. it's pre-order for yeah. the moment, but as soon as they arrive in stock, um, yeah. I'll be sending them out straight away. Awesome. So then it'll be available to purchase straight Excellent. away. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've had an no absolute blast. Yeah, um, that was yeah. fun. I loved it. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So thank- I'll be looking forward to your own episode as well. Yes, I know. I've got to do it. I will, I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Heath, Steph. No worries. Bye.